Pat, how are you? Hey, Calder, how you doing? Good. Are you ready? I'm ready to roll. All right. Welcome, guys, back to Sheck Sports. Happy Friday. Happy early Halloween, as you could say, since it is tomorrow. Uh, Pat Godfrey once again joins the show. Pat, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm actually uh, talking to you from the, uh, the Newark airport. About to fly down south. For the week, uh, I'm going to be in Clemson for the uh, Notre Dame-Clemson game so I can hang out at a nice Clemson bar and watch that game uh, play in South Bend. Uh, uh, blessed, as always. How are you, Calder? I'm great, man. I'm great. I'm glad we got you before your flight. Um, I'm doing fantastic. Obviously, uh, we'll start off really quickly. Um, some big developments, Wisconsin. Uh, to me, their season kind of seems over to – Sad to say, but uh, they will not be playing Nebraska this weekend as their head coach, Paul Chris, and I think six or seven other players are tested positive for COVID. And then um, Trevor Lawrence is uh, not playing against Boston College as he has tested positive. So DJ Ongolele from Don Bosco in California, their high recruit, will be playing in his place. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Wisconsin situation and then on Lawrence not playing this weekend? Um, I, I think the Wisconsin situation is, is really upsetting because it didn't have to have such a negative impact on their season had the Big Ten not faltered in the beginning and canceled, uh, mm-hmm. canceled outright. They gave themselves very, very little margin for error. Um, and in a, in a weird season during a pandemic like this, you really need to build in some room for uh, positive cases and uh, potential cancellations and postponements. Um, so the fact that they lose this game altogether, I think, is, is really difficult. I also am interested to see how the, how the Big Ten stands behind their, their COVID policies, because I know their current protocol mandates for a 21-day um, quarantine from any player, for any player or coach who tests positive. Um, that could potentially derail the entire season for Wisconsin. I mean, if we're talking about them going from 10 games to seven games, that's a huge difference. That eliminates them from playoff contention right right at the start. Um, so I think if you're a, a Badgers fan, it's a really tough week for you. Um, and, uh, you know, I just want to send my condolences out to them because it, it, it never had to be this way. But because the Big Ten starts in late October, it, uh, that, that, that's a scenario we're dealt yeah, condolences as well, um, because Wisconsin is a team I support. Um, to have Jay Cohen not playing, and then to have this guy Graham Mertz come in and throw for, what, five touchdowns, pretty remarkable, against a weak Illinois team whose starting quarterback is a transfer from Michigan. Um, so, yeah, it's sad to say. I mean, I know Desmond Howard was saying he wishes that the Big Ten should stick to 10 games, I guess, a year going forward. Um, I think would be a good move, but I think as well, I personally, and I think a lot of people, I think Kevin Warren should step down. Terrible job by him. I don't know him personally. I mean, he seems like a good person, a guy in general, but uh, terrible job that the Big Ten has done with COVID. I mean, look at the ACC. You know, it's it's been so much better. Who knows what the Pac-12 is going to go through as well. We could see similar results. Um, now, obviously, Trevor Lawrence is not playing, but it's not the end of the world because, as we know, uh, I mean, you may know better. I mean, I, I haven't seen much film with this guy, DJ. I watched uh, QB1, which he was featured in when he was at Don Bosco a few years ago, and he looked like a, a, t- a hell of a player, big guy. Um, how do you, I mean, have you ever interacted with him, or what do you, how do you think he's going to respond this weekend when they play BC? 
Um, so I, I don't know him personally. I got got a chance to maybe meet him one or two times when he was going through the recruitment recruitment process and I was still playing. Um, but I've talked to a lot of my buddies who are who are still on the team and, and talked to them about him and and everything that I hear is incredibly positive. The guy's six four, two fifty, um, very, very athletic, um, a much more solid frame than Trevor Lawrence. So um, I think you're going to see a lot more of the, the Taj Boyd style design QB runs from Clemson um, for however long DJ is in that starting spot, whether it be just the Boston College game or the following week at Notre Dame. Um, but he's a very, very talented guy. He's the number one quarterback in the country his senior year, um, top three recruit in the country his senior year, all the way out from, from California. Um, so what, what I've seen from the, thus far this season, he looked good against Citadel early on, uh, looked strong running the ball against Miami. Um, so I think he's got a lot of talent, um, but expect to see uh, Dabo Sweeney and Tony Elliott really rely on the run game and Travis Etienne this, this upcoming week to ease him into that starting role. Yeah. And, you know, I thought wishes with Trevor Lawrence. I'm sure he'll be okay. I think they said it's mild symptoms, but I, I wouldn't be too concerned. Uh, he'll, he'll be back for sure. Um, now, a game we have this week, and I, I posted on my Instagram account, Chuck Sports 18 if anyone wants to follow me. Uh, Georgia is playing Kentucky. Uh, I was very surprised, actually, the, the past 10 years, or, yeah, past 10 years, Georgia has won. They've scored a combined 151 points. Kentucky's only had a combined 54 points. Last year, Georgia dominated with a 21 nothing win. And the closest game that they've had was in 2016 in Lexington. Georgia squeaked away 27-24. Um, any, now, look, I, I think Georgia will win. But, you know, it would not be surprised if a lot of people were betting and may say, look, Kentucky could have get their big upset of the year. What do you think about that one? And the game uh, is in Lexington. It's not at Athens. I, I think if you are going to ever pick this upset, this would be the year to do it. Um, I think Coach Stoops down in Lexington has a really good thing going. Um, they looked impressive against Tennessee, uh, blowing Tennessee out of the water. Um, I think, uh, you know, G- Georgia's certainly vulnerable. They haven't figured out the quarterback situation. I don't know if they're 100% behind Stetson Bennett. Um, we'll see if JT Daniels gets some, some run during this game. I think everybody's all collectively holding their breath to see, uh, to see when they're going to unroll that USC transfer. Um, but I think, I think Georgia is vulnerable. I still don't know if I'm confident enough in, uh, in the Wildcats to pick a Kentucky win, um, but I think this could be a, a close game similar to uh, the, the one you mentioned in 2016. I'm probably going to be taking uh, Georgia by a hair. Nice. Me too. Georgia by a hair, but I think they win by three. It's a close one. Maybe a two-minute drive to seal it. Uh, the other game I'm just going to highlight, obviously, is uh, the battle for the Paul Bunyan Trophy. Uh, Michigan and old Michigan State, they're going to be at Ann Arbor. Not sure if fans will be there or not. 12 p.m. on Fox. They've met 112 times, going back to 1898. The last meeting, obviously, Michigan won by a lot, 44-10. to 10. They lead the series at 71 wins. Uh, they're on a two-game winning streak now. But as a lot of people have said, Michigan State has dominated the series since probably at least 2000. Now, I was very surprised. I had uh, Minnesota winning. You had Michigan. Good job on that pick. I thought Minnesota looked terrible against Michigan. Um, now Michigan plays a big rival, rival, which they beat in, as they have not beaten another big rival, Ohio State. But – 
you know, this could be a game where, again, I hate to say it, but Jim Harbaugh's career could be on the line because imagine Michigan State, after losing to Rutgers out of all teams, imagine them winning this weekend in Ann Arbor. Now, I do have Michigan winning, but don't count out Michigan State. What do you think about that one? I, I think this one is not even going to be close. Um, I was impressed with what I saw out of the Wolverines in, uh, in their week uh, or their opening debut last week at, uh, at Minnesota. Um, I think they really take care of business. Mel Tucker is going to get a uh, rude intro into this rivalry. Um, it's not going to be easy sledding for him going forward the next year or so, trying to rebuild that Michigan State program. Um, and I really, really like the Wolverines here. I'm probably going to wind up taking them by about three touchdowns. Um, I just can't see Michigan State keeping it close mm-hmm. after what I saw from them versus Rutgers last week. Yeah, good pick. I got Michigan too. Um, probably like you know a few touchdowns. Good, good job on that one. We'll see what happens. But again, Michigan, like we said, a good start so far. You beat Minnesota. You know, you beat Michigan. Then to me, their biggest test would be Ohio State because I'm not sure what's going to happen with Wisconsin. Nebraska's in the dumps right now, so they could sue up their season, honestly. It could be the year that Jim Harbaugh saves his, his tenure there. Um, the only other game I'm going to highlight where you're going to get to our picks is I know I want to make sure you got enough time to prep for your flight. Uh, obviously, we have Texas playing Oklahoma State this weekend. Now, look, you picked Texas to win. I didn't. Texas did a good job against Baylor, but you know, with the game being at Boone Pickens Stadium, I'm going to have to go with Oklahoma State because I think that Chubba Hubba could have a 200-yard rushing game. And uh, I think this could be the weekend where that AD in Austin says, look, Tom, you know, we were hyped about you. We signed you. We had a few good wins, but it's time for to close this chapter. What do you think about this game? Um, I, re- I agree. I think this is a make-or-break moment in uh, Tom Her- Herman's tenure, and I think he's out the door if he doesn't get it done versus Mike, uh, Mike Gundy and crew. Um, this is, this is going to be tighter than I think uh, most people think. Most people are really high on Oklahoma State. I'm not quite as high on them. I think they're, uh, they're one-dimensional. Uh, Mike Gundy always does a great job on the offensive side of the ball, but uh, I think they might be a little bit more of a typical Big 12 team that people are giving them credit for. Um, so I think this is going to be a shootout. I think Sam Ellinger is a senior quarterback who's uh, going to step up and keep it close and keep them on the, uh, in the game. Um, ultimately, I see Texas losing a tight one, and I think it could spell the, the last game for, for Tom Herman's tenure uh, in, in Austin. Very nice, very nice. All right. We'll get to our celebrity picks. This past week, guys, is our first official week. Uh, That's on me for kind of losing track on some picks. But we're officially doing our celebrity picks now at Pat's. So it's a good time to start because we both have the same record. Four wins apiece and three losses. So this will be officially our week two of the celebrity picks. So um, we already talked about Michigan. So we both made that pick. We talked about Oklahoma State. We talked about uh, Kentucky. Um, So we only actually have... We have uh, two games left. Uh, one is going to be North Carolina uh, versus Virginia. Um, Tariel's had a nice bounce back win. And then we're going to go with AM eighth ranked against Arkansas. So, who are those picks for you? Um, I think I'm going to have to uh, keep rolling with Mac Brown. I really liked what I saw from UNC this past week up against NC State, um, took care of business. Um, so I think they're going to remain rolling strong, and I think they're going to handle Virginia with relative ease. Um, Texas A&M, Arkansas, this is a game to really keep your eye on. Um, Sam Pittman's squad, even though they've lost twice, um, 
you know, they played a good half of football against Georgia, and then they really should have won the game against Auburn if they weren't robbed on that spike call. Um, so Arkansas is a gritty crew, and he's really building something that I did not expect to see in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, with that being said, I think that A&M holds on. I think, I think they win this one. Um, might be a slight upset alert early on in the game, but I think they pull away. Um, that being said, I still am not a believer in Kellen Mond, Jimbo Fisher, and crew. I think that right now they're number eight team in the country by virtue of, uh, you know, a lack of great teams out there. Um, and their schedule sets up favorably. But ultimately, I don't think they're a true contender. Great picks. Nicely done. Well, we're identical this weekend. I have the same. Now, we have one more pick. But before we get to that, I spoke to a fellow alum of ours from good old HF, Dylan Piscatelli. He wanted me to ask you personally. Uh, all right, man. So it was when we were both there at the same time. His question to you was uh, basically, Pat, you know, what did you enjoy about power hours? And when you walked into that weight room, the old weight room, as they have the new one, who are the guys that got you fired up to go all out during those sessions? I, I remember showing up and uh, what's up, Dylan. Great to hear from you, man. Uh, I, I remember showing up to power hour going into my ninth grade year. And uh, I wasn't uh, a big guy at that point. It was, it was, I was a prepubescent, probably about five foot six, about 130 pounds. Um, and I walk in and I, I just remember seeing a, a group of guys and I'll just rattle them off. Kyle Mattiello, Jack Doyle, Andrew Walsh, Dylan Piscatelli. Um, I know I'm leaving out a couple of guys, but just really just some monsters. And I remember one of the first songs I heard in my first power hour was uh, Throw It Up by Lil Jon, which is a, a power hour yeah. hallmark. And uh, that really got me going. But I just remember uh, not being able to bench uh, a plate on either side of the bar yet. I was maybe maxing at around 115 pounds and looking across and seeing guys, you know, squatting and benching 315, 400 pounds, um, Kyle and, and Jack and Dylan, those guys. Um, and that certainly, you know, gave me a little fire in my belly of, of something to strive for. And I don't know if I would have ever, you know, been as successful as I was if I wasn't indoctrinated into that program of learn how to work hard and bring, you know, immense intensity every single lift. And that's something, you know, I carry with me to these to this day. Um, so thanks to all those guys for kind of, you know, showing me the roadmap and what it means to be a true worker uh, within the HF program. Yeah, love it. I agree. Um, I love power hours. I remember getting in there and lifting weights and starting out small, working my way up. And uh, remember, I remember Dylan, my, our senior, well, mine, Dylan and I, senior year, he squatted, I think, like 400 pounds a day. I wish I had taken a video because he really put it up. But that was fun. Good times. The beats, Coach Potter, the crew. All right, our last note of the day. Obviously, I, I can't leave without this. We got a Halloween special. Unfortunately, I've I've heard from uh, sources at Penn State that no students will be allowed to attend the whiteout against uh, Ohio State at Beaver Stadium. But I have to stay true to my word because I picked them to win the Natty. So I have to pick them this weekend to win. It's going to be a, a David versus Goliath battle. It's a tough one, but. I'm going with a crazy score of Penn State 45, Ohio State 37. I got a shootout. I think Sean Clifford, who you know personally, is getting really fired up. I would imagine this has probably been one of their hyped and most tough and toughest practice week, maybe in his time there after their loss to Indiana, which was a heartbreaker. But who do you pick? And uh, obviously to Sean Clifford and the crew, I hope you're all you know doing well. But this is going to be an interesting one to watch. Um, I uh... – 
I hate to go against Sean, but uh, I, I'm picking Ohio. <laughs> I'm picking Ohio State here. I think they're just too talented. Um, I certainly did not expect Penn State to lose to Indiana last week. That came out of nowhere, and you know what? A, what a close call at the very end. Um, I think what what really goes against Penn State in this COVID, uh, you know, th- this different COVID season, is the fact that they're not going to be able to have that home field advantage that they typically depend on. Um, with, yeah. with 100,000 people all wearing white in Beaver Stadium, I might say this is a, uh, you know, a, a close one, maybe a three-point or, or seven-point Ohio State victory. Um, absent that factor, and, you know, Justin Fields really getting to get comfortable and go to work without the, the crowd noise being a factor, I can't see Penn State keeping it within two touchdowns. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting game. By the way, shout-out to Justin Fields. I mean – they said on game day last week, he was, I think, 230 last season in weight. He's down to 218. He's a lean machine. And uh, he could win the Heisman this year. We will see what happens. But it's going to be fun. We'll, Pat, obviously, have a, have a great flight down south. And I'm looking forward to that Notre Dame-Clemson game. Because, again, like we can probably both agree, you know, if Notre Dame really wants to prove their worth and value on the national stage, then they have to beat Clemson. Uh, and this is probably their best chance to do it with the players they have, even though we both agree that they're not as, you know, uh, they really don't deserve the ranking that they have. But it'll be fun. So have a f- safe flight down there. Enjoy probably some warmer weather. And uh, we will have you on the air. You know, we'll probably do guys. We'll do a special take with Pat, probably that Notre Dame week, if we can fill it Absolutely. in. And uh, we can hear we can hear some of his reflections. So, Pat. Enjoy your flight, and we will talk soon. Hey, th- thanks so much, as always, Calder. And, uh, hey, I-, I can't wait. Hopefully, uh, you know, my Tigers survived this test with, uh, with Boston College this weekend and a young quarterback. And uh, hopefully we're sitting pretty going into Notre Dame week. So I look forward to it. Sounds good. All right, guys. Thank you, and have a great weekend. This is Sheck Sports.